Bob, Susie wanted to send my best. So I love you. Right Give my love you. to Susie. That's another you. one. I want her to hear and know that I'm in love with her. <laughs> I love you, Bob Saget. I love you, Rich Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Jackpot, baby! Let's go to Cincinnati! And the Steelers are headed for playoff land. The Indianapolis Colts who were thinking about the playoffs, that is over now. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Still to come. Actor Joe Manganiello. Plus, your phone calls, overreaction Monday, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. It's all about you. Uh, we're taking your phone calls in this third hour. So much to react to. So much is going on. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace out as the coach and general manager of the Bears. Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer out as the general manager and coach of the Vikings. The Dolphins surprisingly bounced Brian Flores, their head coach, but held on to their general manager, Chris Greer, today. The Giants bade farewell in the uh, most anticipated and not surprising and expected retirement of their general manager, Dave Gettleman, whose years in uh, uh, New York, New Jersey, easily one of the worst general manager um, um, resumes uh, handed in, uh, and certainly in New York sports, maybe of all time. And that, that throws John Isaac into that equation, too, for, <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the Jets. Um, you know, just Gettleman had a better uh, face front than, uh, than Isaac. But uh, at any rate, uh, that's the, the latest of, of going on today. As for yesterday, our reaction to it, uh, if you missed anything in hour number one, please go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We talked about everything yesterday from soup to nuts, how the day ended with an almost tie. And we had spent days last week talking about the possibility of a tie on Sunday Night Football, sending both teams into the playoffs and sending the Steelers home. But, of course, the Jaguars had to beat the Colts. And that all happened. That all happened. And then the kick finally went through the uprights with no time left last night, finally sending the Steelers to the playoffs after it looked like they were definitely making it earlier in the day. The longest day ever, the longest Sunday night football game ever belongs to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they didn't even play in it. And one of my favorites joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back here, Steeler Faithful, Steeler Honk, great actor Joe Manganiello back here on the show. How are you, Joseph? Well, I'm, I'm pretty good, Rich. I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted, but good. I feel like I'm hungover today, and I had nothing to drink. <laughs> I was about to say, you're, you're not, I mean, you're not a nervous eater, are you? I mean, you don't eat anything that's bad for you, but uh, I, I, I what ate about yesterday? I entire Papa John last night. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Garlic sauce on the crust, the whole thing. I mean, I just, it was, uh, yeah, I was eating all day. Are you kidding me? It was, it was nuts. What a crazy day. I mean, that, that was like one of, one of the all-time wildest days of my life watching football. What were you and your Steeler buddies texting about? Walk me through that day. Walk well, me through it, Well, we John. all woke up just thinking, okay, it's 10 a.m. in L.A., I'm going to, you know, I woke up early, made the coffee, walked the dog. I thought, okay, I'm going to watch Ben, you know, Ben's last game. And, and, and that's okay, and we're going to say goodbye to him. And then I looked at the score of the Jaguars game, and I thought, oh, my God, wait a second. And then I looked at our score, which was, you know, that game was sluggish. That was like a horrible first-half game. And, uh, and I just thought, man, you know, Ben's, Ben's a fourth-quarter master. So I thought maybe he's got enough in the tank to put us over the top 
in the fourth quarter, and and certainly he did, and then put, took that into overtime, fourth and eight. I mean, the guy like was out of his mind in the fourth quarter in overtime, and um, and that put us in that kind of position where all we need is for the Raiders and Chargers not to die. And then. <laughs> And then, yeah, I know. It's like if it weren't for that timeout, Rich, I, I think they just would have let it run out. I don't know. I think that timeout that Brandon Staley popped off to me um, was was him making sure that they wouldn't attempt a field goal, right? To make sure that the, they knew that there was a run coming, not a kneel down coming, or at least they assumed that there was not. And they fired off that 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 timeout that I think they would have just run the ball with Josh Jacobs that one last time and run the risk of the Pisarchik, you know, miracle at the Meadowlands would have been a disaster in the desert, right? That's what we would have been calling it if that had happened. Yeah. Um, that's what I think. And had you st- had 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 the Chargers stopped it, I don't think they would have they would have knelt down instead of taking a sixty yard field goal. I think that's what happened. And I I know you'd have been livid, I imagine, right? You have well, to... I mean, just the length of the field goal, it just seemed like, you know, there's no way this is going to happen. <laughs> you know, and then it's like timeout, big gain, and then bang, you know. Um, they're, they're in great field goal position. It was, it was insane. I mean, I, the person I feel the worst about was uh, there's a guy who put a $200 bet down, 157000 to one. That the Jaguars would win, the Steelers would win, and, the tie? and then the Raiders and Chargers would tie. I so, didn't hear about that. It would have paid out thirty-one point four million. It's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. one of the guys I went to high school with. So that was in the text thread. Hey, my buddy put down this bet. So, so, what, what? What? No, your buddy t- put down what? what bet? Say that one more. No, I know, so I know my, what the parlay my, was, my, but how my much? Best, my best friend in high school. Yeah. His buddy put down the bet two hundred dollars. He put down two hundred dollars. Uh, 157 to one, and it would have paid out 31.4 million. It's like it's like the Powerball reading every number except the last one. He needed that tie. Oh my wow. God! Yeah. yeah. Oh. Where is that guy today? Have you have we followed up? I don't know. So he should be on 24 hour watch. I think. <laughs> oh my. Did he he- did he hedge at all? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I all I know is Find that out, that, yeah. that he did put down that bet. So I'm not sure what the you know. Joe Manganiello here in the Rich Eisen show. That throw that Ben threw to Deontay Johnson right on the go, uh, right, right on the sideline um, in overtime, and then Johnson drop drops the next one, and I then know. Ray Ray McLeod kind of grabs it and and stumbles backwards while juggling the ball. I mean, holy crap! But yeah. it finally did pay off, and now. Uh, how, how how are you? Are you I, I'm assuming you and Stone Street are tight through your wife, right? So <laughs> how is that working for, for next Sunday night for Steelers <laughs> Chiefs? How are we working this one? Joe? I don't know. You know, I mean, we I really don't talk football with him. You know, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it's kind of like nouveau riche versus old money. You know, we wear it a little differently, you know what I mean, to somebody who just comes out of nowhere and starts winning. So there's, there's a bit of a difference in, in how we carry ourselves. <laughs> like a Rolex versus Richard Mealy oh, kind of. Oh, my. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Richard Meal. I'll no, say that. Of course not. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know. Uh, it would be more like a diamond-encrusted Breitling or something, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is a better answer than I could have ever imagined. 
Oh my gosh. Come on. I mean, <laughs> Big Ben, I mean, Big Ben's playing with the old house money now, right? I mean, this is it, right? Uh, well, that's the beautiful thing is that this thing continues. We get another week out of it. You know, we get to watch Ben and also like, you know, things happen. No, that's why we play it. the games. Stop. So, no. you know, it, it's so exciting to have no pressure whatsoever and, and no one, no one's going to pick us. And, and that's kind that's of a true. beautiful thing. That's true. How about this? How about Melvin Ingram, the old hostage, right? right? Isn't that what uh, Tomlin referred to him as? We don't want hostages. We want volunteers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, he's the one that blew up reason. Melvin Gordon to, to send the Chiefs into the two seed. Yeah. I you mean, know? But, but here's the thing with, with, with Ingram. Like, I understand. You know, the guy's coming off of an injury. He's on a one-year deal. He needs to play. He needs to prove himself. This is a gamer. You know, this is a guy who's going to be around. So I get that. But here's the thing. The guy's had, what, two sacks and one forced fumble since he joined the Chiefs, and his backup in Pittsburgh has two sacks and one forced fumble. So, you know, I understand that, like, Ingram seems like the missing piece over there, which is what, you know, kind of like what Minka Fitzpatrick was to us two years ago when we got him. All of a sudden, things just clicked on the defense, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, we now have to face their team, and it looks like Ingram was that missing piece. Tomlin versus Reed, Mahomes yep. versus Big Ben. That's why they put this Sunday night, man. I was at the last game in Arrowhead, the last playoff game in Arrowhead, oh, where the classic. Steelers won by only kicking field goals. And then uh, Antonio Brown, he's FaceTime, uh, he uh, Facebook Live from the locker room during Tomlin's speech. I was at that game. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware, he's still active on social media, Joe. I don't know if you saw that or not. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> as, uh, believe me, as Pittsburgh fans, uh, I mean, I got to tell all my Patriot fans, I told you so. Because when they got AB, all of them were like, we got AB, what's up? Yeah, you guys. And I'm like, just wait. Just wait. He was great for one game. Yeah, I said I would give it two weeks, and it was actually one. And how about Brady throwing it to Le'Veon? I mean, everybody, you can't, you can't quit them, Joe. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. But you're, I love it. The nouveau riche, Kansas City Chief fan, Eric Stone Street. This is going to be fun, Joe. This is going to be fun. All right, so I'm glad you survived yesterday. Congratulations yeah, I mean, on what that. What an insane, insane day of football. I mean, uh, just, just incredible. Yeah, I mean, that, that is uh, – one last thing, too, Joe, I just want to hit on for what you said before. You said you walked your dog. Your dog walks? Like, <laughs> Very bu- rarely Bubbles walks. Bubbles like touch the ground. I was about to say, like, you, it seems like you're constantly carrying Bubbles everywhere. That little chihuahua, yeah. the hairless chihuahua, it seems like Bubbles is carried everywhere. Like, you actually leash this dog up, and does Bubbles look at you and say, really, you want me to walk? Like, your dog must not really expect that. I mean, well, most of the time she's perched on my shoulder like a pirate parrot. But, uh, <laughs> like Beretta? Like Beretta? <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, but no, nah, she's like, she's actually like really funny, like and uh, very curious. So she like, she does run around quite a bit, especially okay. like when I was over in Ireland for four months. Yes. Like, we, you know, I'd take her to the park and she'd just like run around and chase pigeons and squirrels and stuff. So yeah, yeah Bubbles, right, Bubbles has made it on the screen right here. Okay. Uh, All right, Joe, you're, the dream of you having a Los Angeles Super Bowl with the Steelers in it is still alive right now. We're still here. Alive, and I want to give a huge shout out to T.J. Watt. What that was part of the yes. emotional roller coaster of the day as well. Was he gonna? Was he gonna match or beat my buddy Michael Strahan from Magic Mike XXL? Oh, that's right. 
That's right. Yeah. That's right. Stray was in that movie. Yeah. I remember oh, believe that. me. And, and listen, they, they cut it out. It was like 10 times as filthy. Like, they were just, Soderbergh was just trying to keep Michael Strahan's job with the way he edited that. Are you, so there's, there's, there's Soderbergh director's cut footage that could derail everything that Strahan has built. <laughs> Yeah, That's like you know, like the Snyder cut. There, there's a Soderbergh cut out there <laughs> that would get Michael Strahan fired, and he would he would never go to outer space. <laughs> he wouldn't be allowed in orbit. Do we need a hashtag? Should we get this going? Yeah. <laughs> Release the Soderbergh yeah, cut. <laughs> Release the Soderbergh cut. Yeah, and Strahan's right. like, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Did anything in that Soderbergh cut look like the spaceship that he took into space? Hey now. Is that wrong? Hey now. Is that wrong? Well, you know, it's Michael Strahan got, got airborne at one point, so I'll just say that. Uh, airborne? He got some, yeah, he got some lift off. <laughs> what is happening? He's uh, airborne. I'll leave it at that. You, very can, good. you can run your imagination, let it run wild. Joe Manganiello, uh, Joe Manganiello, everybody. All right, Joe, we'll chat soon. We'll All right, chat Rich, soon. Thanks a lot. Oh, and big shout-out to the Mount Lebanon High School football team for winning the Pennsylvania State Championship. Way to go, guys. All right. Mount Lebo. There you go. Joe, Joe is, is, uh, is rock solid to his roots as anybody else. All right, Joe. I, by the way, I've already booked, and this is before you came on, Stone Street's supposed to be on next Monday after the game. So he feels confident to say yes to appear on this program the day after the game, the Nouveau Riche Stone Street. There we go. Okay, yeah, we'll hear it. He'll have a week to formulate his response, I'm sure. There we go. Well done, Joe. Take care of yourself. All right, I'll see you later. Joe Manganiello, everybody. The best. What an answer. <laughs> Nouveau Riche. I would not. I was Jeez. not expecting that. He's old school. I thought he'd be like, you know what, we're playing. I'd yeah. be humble. Oh, no, he just went the exact opposite, which I know talks your language. I love it. Alan Dallas, let's get him on the phone. What's up, Albert? You okay? Uh, oh boy! <laughs> you know what, Rich, Rich? First and foremost, no. I'm sorry for your loss. I know you were pretty close with uh, Bob. Yeah, we were. We were, we were friends, with, man, yeah. and uh, but I, I, Susie too. You, you so yeah, you can get that. You know when you're talking to friends and when you're talking to people, and uh, you guys always did a, a great job. And he will be certainly missed. 65. Uh, you know, that mm. age, Rich, is becoming way too young for you guys like you and I, right? We're yep. seeing that around the corner, and when people pass at such an early age, it's, it's terrible. Not wrong, um, brother. Now, now, now unfortunately, uh, you know, it's becoming like Fredo Monday. You know, it's not what <laughs> Pop wanted. It's what I wanted. But, you know. That's a great line. There, there, there is no there, – there, here's the problem. You fire Joe Judge. Maybe you get Flores, but you need a GM. There's no other options out there. Just that, the, the head co- being a head coach in the NFL is a hard job, and a lot of guys can't do it well. If you looked at what happened last night, uh, they, they, there is no great replacement. You know, to quote Rick Pitino, Bill Parcells not walking through that door. Bill Belichick's not walking through that door. Ray Hanley. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I know. He's not going to be walking through. Let's but hope there's, not. There's, there's, nobody to, there's nobody to replace him with. Oh, there's definitely someone to replace who? Uh, Joe Judge with? I mean, I. Honestly, like, who are you going to go out and get – I mean, I'm not saying, look, you could find it, but at this stage, the, the, the coaching carousel, I mean, we're going to hire a guy who has no experience again, the coach? No, I don't know. But it, I don't know. Maybe maybe you just stroll in a black rock across the uh, the uh, the hmm. the river and you say to Calher, here's your check, or you say to, to well, David yeah, Shaw, that, here's your totally check, different. and you write yeah, it. Yeah. Like, they've got the money to, 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 to hire somebody that, that – oh, yeah, and splash it like crazy, but uh, you know somebody's got to basically say what's your plan and who's your quarterback and what have you. 
you know, and and um, but to hire somebody with no experience is is just not a, it's just not the way to go. Jim Caldwell, no. I'd rather I'd rather the Giants hire Jim Caldwell right now. Call, I mean, he it, would he would handle it better. I mean, this is like please. Ali Sherman type days. This is like but this is like Basajic. This is this is a disgrace. Now I don't know if you heard what I said before that Joe Judge for that formation on third and third and uh, oh. third and long to basically give up. Say we're a professional football team that doesn't trust our our newbie quarterback to try and put the ball at risk by trying to get a first down. You know, I've got we got Barkley, we got Saquon freaking oh Barkley, God. and we're gonna we're yeah. gonna just take a knee. In the middle of the second quarter of a game, we're trailing three nothing. What the hell was yeah, that? It, it, I mean, it's on. It's on. What was that? Uh, you know, I watched zero football yesterday. I saw all the highlights I needed to see, and I'm I'm embarrassed. And well, I'm ashamed. It. Dude, you missed a hell of a day, though. I mean, and that, I know. Thanks for hey, the call. Listen, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Happy New Year, too. That's Alan uh, in Dallas. More of your phone calls when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Don't go anywhere. Good stuff still in store. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's go through the phone lines here. Uh, Casey in California, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Casey? Hey, Rich. Uh, first time caller here. I just want to let you know that as a Cowboys fan in enemy territory, I am not at all worried about Kyler Murray. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not all at all worried about the 49ers at all. Really? I would, I would much rather face a Jimmy Garoppolo than a Kyler Murray because I think Jimmy Garoppolo not being the most mobile quarterback in the world, I think Micah Parsons is going to have a three-course meal on a Sunday afternoon. 
Well, I mean, that's one one way to look at it. Um, they're also uh, really physical and really stout to match, I guess, the Dallas Cowboys' physical nature. Um, you know, Zeke needs to have one of those Zeke days. Pollard needs to have one of those days, too. Um, and I, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup. I, I think yeah. the fact that you're not worried uh, should worry you because <laughs> – yeah. The Niners aren't a joke, man. They are they are one of those teams that can hit you and slash their running backs at you and you better you better rap. You better rap I, I and you better so. and you better and you better put points on the board. De- Debo is a I problem. So. Debo is a problem. He's a problem. Ayuk has suddenly become you know, a problem. And yeah. Kittle is maybe their best player. And that's saying a lot. We got receivers too, and I just you know, with nice Garoppolo's tendency to throw Touchdown! I mean, to throw interceptions, I just, I don't, I do not see, I do not see a high-scoring game you know, right. from Jimmy Grapple. I think there they'll run on us, but, uh, you know, I, I, Thanksgiving's going to be real tough uh, this year if, if they win. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> All right, there you go. Well done. Thanksgiving's tough for the Cowboys every year these days, to be very honest with you. <laughs> not even worried about the Fortinet? That's crazy talk. See, that was a troll comment, what he, what Rich just said. What is Thanksgiving is tough for the Cowboys every year. These days, th- what's wrong with that? What happened I'm to the just, Raiders I'm this year? What happened against you the, the Bills? What happened be- against the Washington football I'm team? just giving you a difference between a troll comment and a gif. There's a difference. No, but I'm it's, saying it in real fact. time, and it's a fact, and you yeah. you waited 37 minutes to in, in, in wait. Because I didn't see it. <laughs> I tweet out when the game's 17 all that Gardner Minshew and the shorthanded Eagles are not there for the Cowboys rebounding to head into the playoffs of the head of steam storyline, which was true at 17 all. And then at 30 to 17, I get a, a big Sean Jiff from within the house in my home where my children come and play with their toys. In my home. How, great line from Al in Dallas. I mean, that it's Fredo, Fredo Mondays. Mondays is great. It's what it's Pop not, wanted. It's not what, what I, I wanted. wanted. It's not what I wanted. Pretty good. That's the that's John Mara. Pop, you know, Pop wanted, you know, Wellington Mara's name was on a, on a football. And the Giants are as bad a team as the NFL has seen over a four or five year stretch in any four or five year stretch of anybody. These last years of the Giants. Uh, there's no, uh, I, I, I'm not lying. I'm not stuttering on that one either. Kurt in Dayton, Ohio. What's up, Kurt? You there, Kurt? He's up. Nice. Put Kurt back on hold. Uh, I, I don't mean to put the Ziggy on you, sir, over there. Okay? Me? Yes, you and your household. But um, I feel good about your team tonight. Big game tonight. National championship game is tonight. But how great were Fowler and Herb Street calling that game on uh, Saturday? Chiefs and Denver. That awesome. was fun to listen to them. That was fun. Listen to them. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. Would you say your team's got the house money coming in? Why? Because. I don't buy this house money. Oh, uh, I just. For anything. I, really. I just think that they're. Let, all right. So let's remove that then. I think. What I saw against my team was an angry, pissed-off team that got got their hat handed to them by Alabama, and I don't think they're going to countenance that tonight. 
Yeah, and I think they were really feeling themselves going into the SEC championship and uh, got really humbled and then kind of built that up for four weeks before the semifinal game, kind of took it out on Michigan. Uh, and, you know, Alabama didn't look that great. More likely Cincinnati. More likely storyline tomorrow. Alabama's got Georgia's number still. Yeah. Or Georgia needed that loss to Alabama to win it all. Yeah, I would say that's more likely. Georgia's that not means gonna, you think Georgia's going to win. Tonight. I think Georgia's going to win, but I think it's going. Georgia wins a close game. Alabama wins blowouts. You know what I mean? So we'll see which way it's going. Kind of early. I told you who my favorite player on that team is, right? Well, you want him on the Jets. Oh God, do I? Want him on the Jets? <laughs> and they've got so many players that I would want on the Jets. You know, on yeah. that defensive line. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what's and I'm sorry, I just I just didn't want to pay too much attention. What's what's the name of their uh, tight end? What's the name of that guy? Oh man, uh, I don't mean Brock to... something. Uh, Hold on, oh, he's from Napa Valley. Oh, yeah, the the freshman, right? Yeah, the guy who runs hills, right? Yeah. What, what's the name of that kid? Uh, I should know his name because he 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 Brock was, Bowers. He was like Forrest Gump. Yeah, Brock Bowers. He's so good. And then they got somebody who's nine feet tall, right? Where's number zero as well? And then they've they've got. Uh, you know, like a Dalvin Cook's they, brother. They got their own cook. Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. That's the and, one. Yeah. The Kobe Dean. Yeah. That's the one. I want my I, I want my Jets to have their own Roquan Smith. That's who I want. That's the guy I want. That's who I want. I want him to ball out, but not enough to get higher than fourth or fifth overall with the Jets <laughs> currently might be. So no pick six, two sacks tonight or anything for him? Mm, 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 mm. That's That was the game wrecker. Uh, in the Orange Bowl. He's the one who blew up all those Michigan plays. That <clears throat> Michigan was blocking it all up. I told you this. Yeah. Uh, they were blocking it all up and running plays that were very successful in the Big Ten season, and then all of a sudden uh, they were ready to have big gains, and this guy just flew in out of nowhere and just blew it up. But Alabama's got their usual drill. That's going to be a lot of fun tonight. But I like your team tonight. I hope so. I'm going to go with Georgia. Hey, let's go. In this one. Tonight. Um, let's go to um, Alton in Tampa, Florida. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Alton? Hey, Rich. Thank you for taking my call. Um, as a Colts fan, I know a lot of us are going to look at it subjectively, but it wasn't just, I feel like, the last game against the Jaguars. I think it was the three games to start the season. Um, Wentz came in expecting a better line, better defense, and honestly, some weapons. And I feel like we have Michael Pittman Jr. as a wide receiver, two at best. So, I know we're talking about getting rid of Wentz, but should he even want to stay with the depletion of how we were from last year to this year? Yeah, because he's got a coach who believes in him and who knows how to unlock his talents more than anybody else has proven that in in the NFL. He should be, he should be wanting to stay there. He should set his roots there. He should try and open a hospital there just like another quarterback if he could. Right. You know, I'm serious. Like He should never want to leave there. You got that running back behind him? Oh, my God. Um, that that terrific offensive line in front of him, they've got they've got the pieces. We saw what happened in between week six and fifteen, week six and sixteen. We saw it. They were a team that just couldn't be stopped. They were a team that hit you in the mouth. They were a team that 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 loved hitting you in the mouth on offense. It's just Wentz uh, took some time in order to get you know his feet wet. His feet. Thanks for the call too. His feet got. Both of his ankles sprained. Remember that against the Rams early mm-hmm. on in the season? Yep. He missed a game. 
And then they started playing football. And this is how things change, man. Wentz got COVID. Remarkably, despite being unvaccinated, was able to not miss a game. He played and he looked lost. He didn't look himself. This is no joke, man. I mean, your conditioning's got to be ready to get back out there. And maybe he was deemed safe to play, but he didn't look the same. Raiders took care of that one, didn't it? And then in the second half yesterday, the Wentz of Philadelphia returned. (laughs) Couldn't hold on to the ball. There was one interception that was ruled not an interception because the ball hit the ground, but it was a third and long um, in which the receiver was open. He airmailed him, and they were lucky to not have that one a turnover. Got it back. That one was thrown as a pick. That was his first interception of the year on the road. He had a terrific year. Carson Wentz. Yeah, but nobody's going to remember that. Well, we're going to remember the fact that they had a chance to win it in Jacksonville and yeah, couldn't. Blow it. Here's an interesting stat. You ready for this one? This is unbelievable. And I'm sure Colts fans don't want to hear it, but it's kind of too bad. Um, but I've got it right here. Let me make sure. I wasn't expecting to say it, but I'll say it. Um, most consecutive home wins versus a divisional opponent, active streak. Jaguars over the Colts is seven. That's the fifth seven. best active streak. You want to hear the other ones? <laughs> what do we got? Um, so this is home wins against a divisional opponent. opponent. Okay. Home wins in a row. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles over the Giants. They've won eight in a row over the Giants in Philadelphia. And this is what's going to drive the Colts fans nuts. The Titans over the Jaguars. So the Jaguars are on this list twice. Once as having beaten their opponent and once also being the Washington Generals of the equation. <laughs> to another team's Globetrotter. All right. Then it's the Patriots over the Jets at 13. Oh, wow. How about this? My... my, my <laughs> my annual pain of the Jets visiting New England just got bar mitzvahed <laughs> this year. This streak is now officially a man. And the other streak can now officially, uh, you know, buy some alcohol. Oh. Right? 18? Is that the legal no, age? Yeah, 21. Oh, shit. Come on now. Pardon me. Oop. 18. So that's, this is... Uh, In Canada, they can oh, Okay. Right, 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 right. Drive in some state. Eighteen. Vote, Rich. Vote. Steelers over the Browns. You know what that means? Big Ben will Never have played his entire career. Never lost to the Browns. Correct at home. <laughs> Remember when we had him on last week, and he's like, yeah, they, they, I mean, they, 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 they didn't draft me. And he says, I know people like Brady use that to this day. Well. Big Ben went through his entire playing career, never lost to the Browns at home. Never. Yeah, and barely lost on the road. Never. Career record 26-2-1 against the Browns. By the way, but I'm sure Browns fans will raise their hand and say this must be a regular season stat since they went into Pittsburgh and beat them in the playoffs last year. And yes, it is. It is a regular season statistic. Because the Jets did beat New England in New England. In the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. right? It hasn't been that long since Rex left, right? 13 years? It has been. 2010, yeah, 2010. 
Let's uh, go back to the phone lines right here. Uh, Joe in Florida, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Joe? Hello there, Mr. Eisen. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. There's so much to talk about today. It's ridiculous. I, I know. I mean, uh, Black Monday, all that stuff. Um, I'm seeing reports of, I, I know, Michigan, you're a Wolverines guy. Jim Harbaugh's apparently staying back there. That's a good thing. Well, I mean, is, is, have, have you breaking news to me that I have not seen? I have not seen that that is definitive that he is not leaving. Uh, I've, I've seen I've seen reports from Mr. Florio ah, that okay. uh, that he could be staying put in Michigan with a raise that's on uh, his website. Great website, by the way. Okay, what's on your mind? Um, so I'm at, like you just had a gentleman from Tampa. I'm actually in that area as well, but I'm not a fan of Tampa. I'm a fan of Atlanta. I'm a Falcons fan. Okay. Uh, so yesterday, you know, we finished the season. We finished seven and ten, third place in the division. Uh, I was mainly wanting to know, like, your thoughts on how Atlanta did this year. I, I know you probably followed them a little bit yeah. uh, with coverage on them. So I was like, let me get his thought, uh, your thoughts, Mr. Eyes, on uh, how they performed. <laughs> I know Mr. Brockman and Mr. Jefferson over there, they've got their thoughts on Atlanta's performance against their teams, but that's neither here nor there. Well, here, and, and I appreciate the call. So if you don't mind, you just uh, hang up and listen here. Be good, Joe. Um. Here, here's here's the deal, is how much more different the Falcons' season would have been had they not chosen Pitts at four. We are all talking about how Pitts is had a thousand yard season, but when did he? How many times did he? Cordero Patterson changed their fortunes more often than not than right. Pitts this year. And the the issue with Matt Ryan and moving forward with him, what if they had gotten fields at four, right? Would Nagy still have a job in Chicago? Because there would be nothing like that hanging over their head, but they've gotten somebody else at the quarterback position. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, what would they have done if they had had that Ryan or Kid situation? Or what if they had gotten, and I know this is unfair because we didn't know he was that good, what if they chose Parsons fourth overall? Mm. What if they had chosen um, Jamar Chase fourth overall? Clearly didn't know what was happening with Calvin Ridley. But yeah, bigger what if I think is Micah Parsons. Like, if they take Fields, I don't think anything happens. Fields probably doesn't even play a snap. This I don't year. know about that. I don't know about that. They're probably in about the same boat, but if you get a game wrecker on defense like that, he might win a game or two for you, and now suddenly they're in the playoffs. How about this one? I wasn't planning on talking about it, but let's just dive into it here. That the Falcons are what the Bears would have looked like had they not chosen Fields at quarterback. Um, it's unfair to say whoever starts for Chicago is Ryan. I'm just saying the things that are being equal are veteran. Just the idea of a veteran quarterback. A veteran quarterback yeah. who is immobile. Yeah. Immobile veteran quarterback. Okay. Behind a speculative line mm-hmm. with – just enough weapons to tantalize you a little bit, but not 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the Falcons are what the Bears would have looked like had the Bears not chosen Fields, and that it's possible that the Falcons would have been what the Bears looked like, although I do like Arthur Smith a lot. Yeah. Had they chosen Justin Fields. And I don't know what happened in that draft room, but in the same way that we're talking about that sliding door of Penay Sewell or Jamar Chase, and they chose the Chase mm-hmm. kid. And that sliding door has opened up into an AFC North championship and a remarkably explosive offense with a huge upside this year and beyond. I'm just wondering what that would have been in Atlanta, that that pick at four, you chose a tight end who got in the end zone once and only in London. He was 0-4 American end zones this year. But Kyle nearly Pitts. set the rookie tight end receiving so, record. But that's what, those are like empty calories. Uh, it's, it's still significant. I'm not poo-pooing it. But if you look at Cincinnati, comparing them to Cincinnati, I don't think is fair because they already had the quarterback in place, already had a kind of a superstar running back in place. Atlanta doesn't really have either of those things in terms of... No, no, I'm, I'm comparing Atlanta and Chicago, but the idea right. of just showing you how making the right choice at a top five pick is something that can yeah. unlock a door... Nobody was talking about Parsons as a top five pick, so that might be patently no, unfair. Really, but Jamar yeah. Chase is different. Jamar Chase was in the top five pick mix. But you didn't know Calvin Ridley was going to have his personal issues. Correct. Heading into the year, Atlanta a little bit more, a little bit better on offense in Chicago. Bears. What a about bit Mac on Jones? Defense. What about Mac Jones instead of? Um, nah, but Kyle Pitts. But he wasn't going to be the fourth overall pick. You're still not going to make the playoffs, but you also have an answer. Matt Ryan said he wants to stick around there. He likes the coaching staff. They have changed the culture around there. That's a fact. We're all talking about what's happening with Seattle's quarterback situation. What's happening with? But Matt uh, Ryan's never going to be a mobile player. He's in the Brady mode where it's just pocket only. Um, get him some protection. Get him a few more offensive weapons. I think he's got. A couple years. It's just left, an interesting maybe? conversation to me here about when you ask me like, "What about Atlanta?" I, yeah. You gotta still go back to last April before talking about the next few months and what we just saw. But what I if they got the right coach? What if Pitts has ten touchdowns next year? I think are we still having the conversation? I'm more than happy to revisit it. Yeah. But in terms of like right now, like, would you rather have Chase or Pitts? I mean, that might be, you know, the positional thing. You want to have a wide receiver or a tight end? But I think it just depends who's throwing the ball. That's the Atlanta question right here. Problem for them, too, is Brady's still in the division. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What's the Saints quarterback situation going to be like? Oh, my God, is the offseason going to be, as the kids say, lit? What about Carolina? Right. Question surrounding the head coach. Looks like he's going to be back. And Brady might be the only quarterback who stays back to back. Yeah, quarterback clearly not the for answer. age forty-five. By the way, three more touchdowns for Brady: forty-three touchdowns, fifty-three hundred yards. Insane MVP. Age forty-four. Age forty-four. All right, we will take a break, and uh, we will end the show talking about my friend Bob. May he rest in peace, Bob Saget. We'll talk about him when we come back. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the uh, Rich Eisen Terrestrial Radio Network with Peacock and Sirius XM. We just showed a video of uh, November 2017 when uh, Bob Saget was here turkey bowling. He's a guest promoting something that he's doing. And he turkey bowled and my parents were here and my kids were here. And it felt comfortable because Bob was family. He was uh, to me and my wife, Susie. Um, he met Susie first. And um, it's kind of funny. Susie was out here in L.A. first, working out here. And and uh, she told me that one of the first people she met out here was the actor Johnny Silverman, who's tight with Bob Saget. And um, she called me up, and she was like, guess who I met today? And she's like, Bob Saget. And I'm like thinking to myself, the Full House guy, the, the uh, <laughs> guy from the video show? Like Bob, the comedian? She's like, yeah. The first thing she said to me is, he's so nice. Because that's, you know, that's that's the first thing that I think you're hearing from all of the outpouring of of love and um, appreciation for, for Bob Saget is how nice he was, how sweet he was. And then he would open his mouth and... The filthiest things would come out of it, and and that was his style. That was his sense of humor, and it was so not the guy that you saw on the America's Funniest Home Videos or you saw on Full House. But the Danny Tanner that you saw on Full House, he that was him too, man. Because he did love, you know, whenever you spoke to him, he did love you know, the twins and he did love the cast members and he talked about, you know, Stamos and Kouye in the same way that he would talk about any members of his family and everybody felt the same way about him, but he had such a huge heart and I did get to know him because Susie became such good friends with him and earlier in the show, TJ, when we played that video of his appearance here in June of 2017, when I asked him his favorite Don Rickles story and he said, told a story about pigs in a blanket and <laughs> Craig's and whatever. And, and your bachelor party. And then he joked, I was at your bachelor party, which is a funny line, you know, about pigs in a blanket. But 
He was at my bachelor party. Oh, really? <laughs> in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. He was. Because I got to know him through Susie and got to know him well through Susie. And plus to basically say, hey, Bob, you want to come to my bachelor party? And he's like, sure. Bob Saget was at my bachelor party. <laughs> and no my friends were like, are you serious? Like, really? And they got to meet him and know him. And my brother-in-law was there, too. And he got to meet him and know him. Scott? Yeah. And... and Again, he was just so nice, and his heart was so big. And part of that big heart and his love of life and family, his sister died of an awful, awful disease called scleroderma. If you don't know what it is, it is a group of rare diseases, it affects women quite a bit, more often than men, but it, it, it targets the skin and it hardens the skin and it's just an awful, awful disease. It killed his sister and he spent his entire public and working life raising money for the Scleroderma Research Foundation. And he would hold an annual event called Cool Comedy and Hot Cuisine. It was called Cool Comedy Hot Cuisine, where he would invite the best chefs and restaurateurs of the area that he would go to and the comedians in town. And everyone would flock. Everyone would flock because it was Bob Askin. And it was a beautiful, funny evening raising money around an awful disease that should not exist and we would laugh and you'd cry and it would all be Bob at the center of it Bob Saget at the center of it I remember one time here in LA he got Kimmel and Leno and Conan to come and my first thought was who's doing the shows tonight they all came because Bob asked. All of them. Always. Because Bob asked. And so, in honor of him, you should please give to the Scleroderma Research Foundation. And he would want me to say that. I can't believe I'm saying this, that this man is no longer with us. He died at age 65 yesterday in his hotel room which is such a shame that the man did not have anyone around him because that's what he loved to do is have people around him and make them laugh and say the most crass things, <laughs> usually in, in song, in lyrics, <laughs> you know, and people would be like, this is the guy from TV? Like, yeah, that's the guy from TV. But it was also the guy from TV at the same time. You saw like his last tweet, it was from Florida where he was. Love tonight's show. He was in Jacksonville. Appreciative audience. Thanks again. He thanked who opened for him. And that's what Bob was all about is about helping other comedians because so many helped him. You'll hear so many stories from comedians saying Bob was there for me. He was a mentor. I had no idea I did a two-hour set tonight. I'm happily addicted to this. And then he put the S word in there. And he wanted people to go to his website for his rest of his tour dates that he's not going to make now. And 
So it is such great solace that he passed after doing what he loved so much, which was making people laugh. And he was so great at that. srfcure.org Scleroderma Research Foundation nonprofit organization that's what Bob would want I bet and he would want you to laugh and tell stories about him and stories about your mother (laughs) (laughs) and what he would want to do to her and stuff like that (laughs) it was just great to be able to call him friend and reach out to him and Susie and I were making plans to have dinner with him in a couple weeks and it's just unbelievable that's the way I wanted to end this show love you Bob Saget may you rest in peace